Hey, God bless you. This is Rich Darnell. I'm coming part two, I guess, really part one. Something happened on my last recording and I on this Holy Ghost reboot. And I really felt like it needed to get out there live. So I'm going to redo this short and sweet. And, you know, because we need to know the times and seasons. We need to understand where we're at. And to be able to understand that God is a Hebrew God, I mean, he's the God of the universe, he's actually the God of all nations. But for whatever reason, he chose the Hebrew people to be able to express a prophetic pattern, a mindset through. He tried to groom a culture. And, and so we need to be able to look through the lenses of a Hebrew mind, not necessarily religious uh, uh, Jewish mind, but there's things that we can glean through the Hebrew culture that can help us walk out where we're at. And so this morning the Lord spoke to me about his time to reboot. He began to speak to me about a computer. And through that, I feel like that's going into what this year is about. Uh, right now we're in the year 5776. We're in the month of Av. We're winding down the month of Av on the Hebrew calendar. And and this is the month of the Father. Actually, Av is the Hebrew letter Av, which is, represents the Father. And it's the month they were supposed to cross over their promised land, their inheritance. And then we're moving the month of Elul, which is the month of my, 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 my beloved is my beloved is mine. It's a, it's a month of the Song of Songs. It's a, a month of the King is in the field. It's a month to fall in love with Jesus again. Now, this is really, really good. It's a month to fall in love with Jesus again. You know, in life, life happens. You know, betrayal happens, uh, misunderstandings, miscommunications, hurts and pains. And in these hurts and pains, we can just push through and keep going and stuff it, say we're sorry, and we're stuffing our emotions, we're stuffing it, and we're not giving time, and we're not being still long enough to really allow the Holy Spirit to do a cleansing process. That's why God has prophetic patterns in these calendars and months and times and seasons, so that we'll be still and allow God to heal us so we can stay in the cycle of harvest. And so I want to uh, start with this scripture. Therefore, since we have also, Hebrews 12.1, since we have also such a large cloud of witness surrounding us, let us lay aside... Every weight and sin that so easily ensnares us, let us run and with endurance the race that lies before us, keeping our eyes on Jesus, the source and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that lay beside him or before him endured a cross and despised the shame and sat down at the right hand of God's throne. See, there's things, there's weights, there's uh, anxieties, there's fears, there's things in us that happen through life that can begin to weigh us down and pull us down. And, and, and because of we were mothers, we're fathers, we're employees, uh, not everybody has the, the liberty just to lay at Jesus' feet 24-7, right? We would all love to do that, just bask in His presence. But if we live in the bridal chamber, there's no dishes being washed, no food's getting cooked, nobody's uh, governing the land, nobody is policing the land, nobody's creating economy, you know what I'm saying? Nobody's doing education. So yes, it's a time to be in the bedchamber, so to speak, a time of intimacy where we're laid down lovers, but you can't live in that, in the bed all the time. You got to get up and rise, right? And so what we have here is since we have a large cloud of witnesses, means those that come before us, 
people that have been there before, testimony of people that have said and done things that have shown us that there's a path, there's a way. And so what we want to get into is what is God speaking? We're right now in the year 5776 on the Hebrew calendar. And uh, what I'm speaking is Hebrew patterns. Remember, patterns are prophetic uh, uh, there are prophetic patterns. It means they're, they're just like a dress pattern or a suit pattern. It's just an outline of what it will look like, but you have to go through the process to get the finished product. And so with prophetic patterns with times and seasons, you'll find that God has a calendar, and that calendar was set in the heavens. Go to Genesis 1, 11 through 14, about setting the stars and the moon and the sun to govern times and seasons, and then you'll begin to see that that's a pattern. But that pattern without the voice of Holy Spirit becomes witchcraft. That pattern without understanding and walking with God and let Him show you how to develop it will become nothing but religious rote. So we need a pattern, but we need the voice of God, a daily walk, a daily submission to understand where we're going. So in this 5776, in the Hebrew language, letters are related to numbers and, and pictures. Literally, the Hebrew language paints a picture, you know? And I've always liked this, you know, if I say the word dog, D-O-G, right? You don't see the letters D-O-G if I say the word lion, right? You see this lion thing right here, right? You don't see L-I-O-N. You actually see the image of whatever that word represents in your imagination. See, God uses images based upon words to paint pictures of his glory, paint pictures you know, we know that every day. He says the heavens declare his glory. Every day we see the glory of God arise and set in the beauty of the heavens. They're just prophetic patterns. But we must be in relationship and submitted and committed to the Father and the Holy Spirit to understand what he's speaking in these patterns. See, because like this is the month of Ab represents the Father. But we're the year 5776. So 70, as I said, is Ayin. It looks like an I. Six is the letter Vav. It looks like a stake, like a tent stake. Literally, the very first time you ever see the word Vav used is in Genesis 1-1, and it's right in between where it says God created the heavens and earth. That It's Vav, Aleph, Tav. And I'm not going to get into that right now, but it's Vav, Aleph, Tav. It's a mystery within itself. The, the stake of the Father to the cross. That's Jesus right there. Those three letters actually paint a picture of Jesus Christ being nailed to the cross. To connect heaven and earth. And we see in Colossians 1.21 that Jesus came to reconcile heaven and earth, making peace, making peace of the blood of the cross. So it's the blood of the cross, the blood shed at Calvary, that's going to enable us to walk out and to see prophetically. And 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 so you know the bible says by because prophecy is the testimony of jesus christ right and we know that we overcome by the testimony of jesus christ and overcoming not what our life on the blood right by our testimony in the blood so uh and i butchered that scripture but if you know the word you know where i'm at in the book of revelations the 12th chapter right we overcome by our testimony in the blood of the lamb and so that testimony is, is the prophecy. The Bible says war with the prophecy spoken over you, right? So God is a prophetic God. He speaks prophetically. He's still speaking today. He speaks in his written word. He speaks by his spirit to our hearts and through songs and through many different ways. 
that many people that are not people of true faith, and people might hate this, true faith, because to embrace the supernatural, it takes faith. See, you don't have to have faith just to read the written word and intellectually assimilate it. See, it's trusting God. So that's a whole other story. Don't want to get in that. But let us lay every weight and sin, keeping our eyes on Jesus, the source and perfecter of our faith. See, we go from faith to faith and the glory to glory. And in these seasons, this pattern is we're moving in from Av to Lul. Well, God is wanting to take us from the Father to that intimacy place of being more like a bride, being more in tune with the, Him to allow our hearts to be healed and allow the weights of this world, the cares of this world, the, 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 the duties that we have to do to live life that weight us down to reset us somehow in His presence. We need to be reset, rebooted in the presence of God. And so, for the joy that lay before me, endured the cross, despised the same, and sat down at the right hand of the Father. And so, what I want to get into is on this reboot. This morning, the Lord began to speak to me about the reboot, that we need to be rebooting. He uses a computer. He didn't say reset. He actually spoke to me the difference between reset and reboot. And the reset, when the computer freezes up, we just turn it off and back on. We reset it, turn it back on. And it's able to sometimes restart or redo the application or we're able to continue, right? But a lot of times over time, a computer picks up lots of, of garbage, you know, cookies and, and, and spyware sometimes, adware, uh, excessive behind-the-scene downloads, running, and all this access of data gathering that can happen through all this, the, the, what the world is doing today through social media and all these applications that are competing for our time. You know, think about this. You know, your computer running is about time. So if it's in competition with each other, it's slowing down the speed of the computer, slowing down your time. And many of us feel compressed by time, slowed down by time, without enough time. And the real, reality is God created time. Therefore, if we're in Him, time must serve us. We don't serve time. Time can serve us if we're in Christ because Christ is without time. He knows how to enter time and out of time and redeem time. That's a good word. So in this place of carrying this weights and heaviness, where there's broken relationships, miscommunications, just living life, sin happens. And remember, the scripture says, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. All. That means you, me, have sinned. And when we think of sin, it's not just a moral failure, not just a fornication or committing adultery or murder issue. Sin is actually just missing the mark. It means that all sin, sin and fall short of the glory of God. The word glory here and the root is the word doxa in the Greek. It means opinion, view, judgment, thought. It's a way of thinking. So we can say we've all fallen short of the way the Father thinks. But through Christ, he's restored the mind of Christ to us. So by the Holy Spirit, not just our intellect reading, but submitted to God, walking through a process, we can be renewed into the image and likeness of our Father. And in that renewal and maturity process, we'll find what he says is sin. And when we identify with what God says is sin, not what we think is sin, and don't justify it. Well, you know, I didn't know. I didn't know. It doesn't matter. When we have sinned, either unknowingly or knowingly, there's only one way that we can heal the breach caused by sin. Whether it's in a relationship with our wife, our children, our family, our friends, our community, our races, our nations. Whenever an injustice is done, knowingly or unknowingly, 
an injustice according to what heaven says is an injustice, not what we say is injustice. When an injustice has been done, I'll use this. You know, when people want to have same-sex marriage, you know, I'm not going to tell you how you explain this. I'm not going to tell you that you can't choose that. I don't have that right. But I can tell you that God's not in that. He's not going to bless that. And according to him, it's sin. And there's a consequence for making sinful choices. The wages of sin are death. Death is separation. It separates you from God. It separates you from community. It isolates us. And we have communities where the communities isolated and separated from each other, right? All over. Black, white, brown, whatever. Just separation all over the place. So... In, in that light, as we get back to this year, 5776, God is wanting to connect heaven and earth. Connect heaven and earth, as I said. So he's connecting heaven and earth. So we got to be put in a place to where the, the number 70 is Ayin, to see. Six is the Vav, to see heaven and earth. So we have to see what God says is sin. So as he connects heaven and earth, heaven can come to earth. This earth first, and then the earth around me can begin to move in the presence and power of God in a greater glory. And in that process, we'll begin to see we're moving in the year 5777. 5777 is the year to see the sword. And in the pictograph of the, the 70 is I, right? And then the, the, the number 7 is connected to the Hebrew letter Zion. Zion is, uh, uh, looks like a sword or a plow. It actually can look like a vav crowned. So what God is wanting to do is crown us with a new glory. And what is a new glory? It's a new mindset. A crown wraps around your head, right? And a gold represents the glory of God. So therefore, what God wants to do is put a crown of glory around us. He wants us to put his mind and way of thinking in a new season upon us so we can engage the earth and see his love, see his heart, see his power, and see darkness overtaken by light. See Isaiah 60, arise and shine for your light has come, right? The glory of the Lord is upon you. Darkness covers the earth and gross dark, darkness of people grows darkness of the earth. But, you know, they're coming to your light. They're coming to your light. That means that light is a way of thinking. It's solutions. It's answers. And it's given in such a way that it speaks truth. But it speaks in such a way that it convicts and doesn't condemn. You know, we don't condemn people. If you are uh, something... Uh, anyway, I don't condemn you. I'm just going to tell you what the truth is. God says that homosexuality is a sin. God said that stealing's a sin. God said that uh, racism is a sin. You know, it's a sin. It means it's not like what he thinks. It's not what he created. It's not the way he created life to be expressed. You know, I mean, that's all it's about. God is wanting to bring the life of heaven to earth to transform earth to look like heaven. And, and, and that's, that's Jesus' prayer. You know, pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Very simple. Do we pray that prayer and not thank it? So in this 5777, it's a year of the sword. And one of the things God's going to begin to do in this year of the sword is he's going to begin to, first, he's going to circumcise his people. You know, it says in the book of uh, Exodus, uh, uh, or Joshua, I forget which one in that, that realm, but I think in Joshua, but they were, the people that were born in the wilderness were not circumcised. So you had a people that came out of Egypt, and then in that process of coming out of Egypt, they spent 40 years, and that 40 years, a generation, though they knew the presence of God, is a fire by day and a cloud by night, daily provision of God, 
A lot of people are experiencing the power and presence of God and provision of God, and they be, they become saved. They've accepted Jesus Christ as their personal Savior, but they don't know him as Lord. You hear what I'm saying? They've accepted him. They've had a form of circumcision in their heart onto Savior, but the Father wants him as Lord. That word Lord's Adonai a lot. It could be Yahweh, but this one's Lord of Lord, Kings of Kings. This means he's Adonai. And one of the meanings of Adonai could mean Father. See, God is wanting kings, those that rule over systems and fathers, those that, that guide families. He's wanting us to be kings of kings and lords of lords. He's kings of kings, lords of lords. So we're supposed to be kings and lords. And that means we, we rule and reign over, over, over systems, whether according to our grace, whether it be just me, my family, or uh, remember, we don't rule over people, we rule over systems. There's a difference. And, uh, or the, 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 the Father is, is guidance, you know, counsel, wisdom, instruction, discipline, which, you know, people don't want to hear. So God is going to begin to... Uh, move in this dynamic to circumcise our heart to be able to make him s savior more, meaning submitted unto the salvation, the, the healing and deliverance power, and also the part of being more understanding him as a father. I think as I'm getting this word, it's not even uh, unique that it's actually done the month of Av, the month of the father that we're winding down. The other thing you'll find is he's coming in Matthew, the 10th chapter, around the 34th verse. It talks about that Jesus says, don't think I've come to bring peace, but I've come to bring a sword. He didn't, and so this is a hard word, but what's he saying? I didn't come to just make peace. In other words, I didn't come for peace sake alone. I didn't come to make people happy. I came to bring the sword, my truth, my righteousness, my righteousness. Right? My way of doing life. That's a, let's think righteousness is this. It's a conduct, it's a behavior. And somehow we've reduced in the Western church righteousness as a position. You know, that he died, that we may be righteous. None righteous one. Our righteousness is a gift, right? But if I give you $20 right now, I gave you a gift of $20, I guarantee you every one of you would spend it. So God has given us a gift called righteousness. So what is righteousness? It's conduct. Conduct we could not do on our own. So he's given us a gift, the ability to live like him now. By the Holy Spirit, when we accept Jesus, by the blood of Christ, we've now been empowered inwardly to begin to grow and mature to express outwardly the image and likeness of our Father. And we couldn't do that before. But we can now because we're a new creation. So God is coming with a dividing line. He's going to begin to say, this is righteous conduct. This is righteous behavior. He's going to have men and women that are not with this religious, self-righteous, self-opinionated, going after everybody they don't like and writing article stuff. That's not really what it's about. It's men and women that are saying, hey, God loves you. He has a plan for your life, and this behavior will not bear fruit of righteousness. Fruit, right? And that fruit is peace. What is peace? Inner Lack of inner turmoil. How many of us will say, I got peace in my head, but inside you got anxiety. You're not sleeping at night. You're not resting. You're worried. You're stressed over the economy. You're stressed over it. But you're saying, I'm trusting God. You're making your confession of faith, but it ain't lined up with the inside yet, right? So I'm not saying don't make the confession. But God is wanting to bring us into such a place of inward peace, inward trust, inward rest, that when the storm blows, the wind blows, the things rock, we're at ease. Because we know the Father. And He is not going to change His righteousness and His holiness 
to his, his way of behaving and acting, his conduct, his way of conducting life. I like that. His righteous way of conducting life. He's not going to pervert that to partner with my way of wanting to live life. He's going to partner with me to change me to line up. Good example. One day I was in prayer, crying out to God, right? And, and a good example would be this light right here. I don't know if I can bring this into the picture here. Yeah, this light right here. And so one day I'm crying out to the Lord. And I'm saying, God, come here. Come here. I need you. I need you, right? You ever been like that? I need you. Where are you at? Right? I'm crying out, right? And in that place of crying out, I saw this light up on the wall. And the Lord spoke to me. He says, you need to get up and walk to the light. I'm not going to bring the light to you, but you must walk to the light. Okay? And that's what God is wanting to do with us right now, is he's wanting us to get up and walk to his light to expose our brokenness, our hurts, iniquity. It might not even be things that you've done or thought that God's wanting to do generationally. But that's submission to the Holy Spirit. And that's what God's going to begin to do. But once sin comes in, and we begin to identify with this thing as sin, right? Because one thing I like about circumcision, once you circumcise, blood is shed, right? What does that mean? The flesh is cutting away. The sinful nature, the carnal nature is cutting away. And the only way you can move carnality, you know, it says the, the carnal mind is intimate against God. It can't submit to the peace of God. And so the only way that you can reboot, that you can remove all this heavy software because the reboot you got to keep the good files but you reboot save the good files remove everything and restart the computer like it's brand new and just reinstall what's good right and start over that's what god's going to do in a day you mark my words i'm prophesying right now in the name of jesus that god is going to do a daily reboot a one day reboot some of you'll be daily as you get up he'll be rebooting you daily but it's also a, a can he reboot 20 years, 10 years, 15, 80 years of chaos and mess in one day. Yes, we know because a nation was saved in a day. Israel became a new nation in one day. So we know that God can reset your life in one day. It's possible with him. With man, it's impossible. With God, all things are possible. But the only way you can really reboot, because sin is sin, and you can't remove sin by saying you're sorry. That's good. We need to apologize when we hurt people. But it doesn't remove the fracture. It doesn't remove the rub. It doesn't remove the cut or the tear or the thorn released because of the sin that we did. Even though if we didn't know it was sin, if it was a sin in God's eyes, it still caused some sort of tear, hurt, or pain. And the only way you can remove the pain of sin is through the blood of Jesus. The only way. Sin can be forgiven and removed and remitted and, and wiped off. The blotted out is the blood of Jesus. We have to come to that. We have to get back to that. We've got to get back to humility. And, and when we do something wrong and we say we're sorry, we've got to ask God and the person, if we did something to the person directly, and ask God to forgive us, ask them to forgive us, and cleanse us. That's the promise of God. He says, if we confess our sin, he's faithful and just to forgive and cleanse us. It's one thing to be forgiven, but you need to be cleansed by the confession of your mouth. You say, God, forgive me, you forgive me, but it doesn't mean you're clean. But when you say, God, forgive and clean me, as you speak it, you will see the blood remove things and you'll find freedom in your heart. Freedom is thing as he brings things to mind. So what I want to read right now is a blood, a series of blood prayers called Releasing the Sound of the Blood of Jesus. You know, if you want this prayer, you can email me at rich at richdarnell.co or email me here through Facebook. 
you know. Um, but this prayer that I wrote, God, I read other people's books and I kind of took and gleaned and did and rewrote some things. I don't know if that, but according to what God gave me, and it's a prayer to pray over yourself, your family, your city, and nation, and to see the blood of Jesus cleanse you, you your city, and your nation, your family. And so I'm just going to read this out and just declare this thing over us today. And we're going to begin to see new liberty, new freedom come in our hearts. So Father God, we just thank you that we cover our minds, thoughts, bodies, families, and possessions with the blood of Jesus. I thank you that the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. The blood of Jesus bears witness to our deliverance and salvation. Jesus resisted on the blood, and his blood gives us victory. Notice how, I'm not saying I, I'm saying us, we. That's part of what we need to get into is a Hebraic mindset of community. Because if one sin, we've all sinned. If one person sins in the body, it affects the whole body. So, so we cover the gates of, I'm going to say my city, my state, and my nation. If you say your city, state, or nation, or if you're in a foreign nation, your city and providence and nation, okay? So we cover... We know we overcome the yeah, we cover the gates of New York City, the state of New York, the United States of America, north, east, south, and west with the blood of Jesus. We overcome the devil through our testimony of the blood of Jesus. We declare that the blood of Jesus speaks mercy over the gates of New York City, the state of New York, the United States of America. Remember, that's a testimony, the spirit of prophecy, the testimony of Jesus Christ. So we're testifying his blood says mercy. Mercy. You know, I love this thing when I, it's a definition that I found years ago and I lost the dictionary, but it's an off-brand dictionary. It said, mercy is when someone has the right and or power to inflict punishment or, and pain upon a person but chooses not to. When you have the right to choose to punish but you choose not to. Mercy. Amen. So we sprinkle the blood of Jesus over the city of New York, the city of the state of New York, the United States of America, and all that bites in the borders, and receive multiplied grace and peace. We are made perfect through the blood of the everlasting covenant. Our conscience is purged from dead works to serve the living God through the blood of Jesus. Remember, we have been given the mind of Christ and not me. That's why I keep coming to Hebraic concepts, a family concept. We all have parts that we need to add value to to understand the fullness of the mind. I do not have the mind of Christ. We have the mind of Christ. You have revelation I don't. You have uh, experiences with God that I don't. And when we share those together, we begin to see the heart of the Father in a greater dynamic. It says, uh, we rebuke all spirits of torment, condemnation, accusation, and fear because we have peace through the blood of Jesus in the city of New York, the state of New York, the United States of America, and all that bites in the borders. We receive the benefits of the new covenant for the city of New York, the state of New York, the United States of America, and all that bites in their borders through the blood of Jesus. We receive healing and health for the people, land, and waterways of the city of New York, the state of New York, the United States of America, and all that bites in the borders. We receive true abundance and prosperity for the people of the city of New York, the state of New York, the United States of America, and all that bite in the borders through the blood of Jesus. You might ask, as I stop there, how can I say all? Well, as a priest, if we take our priestly garment, our priestly robe, we mediate for everybody. If they don't want to line up, that's on them, but we can still stand. Think, the high priest only went one time a year for the national sins so that the blessing could stay on a nation. So uh, though the, everybody's individual sins 
contaminated the nation, but they could cleanse the nation and still, the, so those people might still reap or whatever. I don't know, but you hear what I'm saying? We're standing the gap, not for people's choices, but we're wiping away. We're rebooting our cities and communities, our lives, to see the power of I am. I am I am. The, man, the God that showed up to Moses come in power and demonstration. It says, we received deliverance of the people in the city of New York, the state of New York, the United States of America, and all that bind their borders through the blood of Jesus. We received true abundance and prosperity for the people of the city of New York, the state of New York, the United States of America, and all that abides in their borders through the blood of Jesus. We received the fullness of Holy Spirit and the anointing that destroys the yoke of the people in the city of New York, the state of New York, the United States of America, and all that abides in their borders through the blood of Jesus. We break the power of sin and iniquity off of our lives and the city of New York, the state of New York, the United States of America, and all that abides in the borders of the blood of Jesus. We declare that we are justified by the blood of Jesus, and declare that the blood covers the city of New York, the state of New York, the United States of America, and all that abides in the borders from the wrath to come. We enter boldly into the throne of grace by the blood of Jesus, expecting you, Father, to grant us our petition today. We come to obtain mercy for the city of New York, the state of New York, and the United States of America, and all that abides in the borders. We remind you, Satan, today that you were defeated at the cross by the blood of Jesus, and this defeat was established by his resurrection. Satan, your power over the earth was stripped at the cross, and we release the sound of justice by the blood of Jesus against you. We declare the justice of God for the lost, oppressed, brokenhearted, and saints of the Most High God comes now to the city of New York, the people in the city of New York, the state of New York, the United States of America, and all that abides in the borders, in Jesus' name. So I bless you. I declare you are in a Holy Ghost reboot, that God is using his blood to reset your system and realign you with the peace of heaven that will empower you to walk out and walk through dark times. I thank you for participating and joining me now. And if you uh, need this or any more resources, reach out to me either through Facebook Messenger here. Uh, my email is rich at richdarnell.co or my website richdarnell.co. If you would like to help me and my wife uh, do the work of the ministry, just go to richdarnell.co and click on the, the give or donate button. And please prayerfully consider helping us out as we have been called to do something to equip the body of Christ. And we can't do it without the support of, of, of our Father and the saints. So be encouraged, be blessed, and know I'm praying for you till the next time. I love you. Bye-bye.